Welcome to the Shining Light Podcast. I'm Pastor Sam. And I'm Patrick, no compromise with commercial Christmas, Wyatt. And what do you think the uh, topic of today's podcast is going to be? I'm guessing Christmas. That's right. It's about Christmas and tis the season, right? It is the season. The question is, what season is it? It's Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, that means, well, there's a lot of different meanings to that season, aren't there? A lot of people there celebrate are. it. Um, but what are they actually celebrating? Yeah, that is a good question. Now, kids are... Remember, as a kid, I was all excited. The Christmas tree was up. That meant Santa was coming. Presents for me. It was all about me. Um, and, and that sort of thing. But it's commercialized. You, you mean it's not about reindeer? Or Santa Claus? You look pretty contrite. So, <laughs> we just but, saw the hat, so we wanted. Yeah, to do we that. had to do. It. We had to get so, the hat in there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and that—that's the point, though, of Christmas is, and we were just talking about this right before we came on. Is um, I think about some of the Christmas traditions and the things I've watched, like Christmas Carol with Alistair. Um, what's his name? I said Crowley, but that's not. not that's not the, him. That's not him. No. Uh, Alistair um, Sims. Sims. Uh, yeah. He looks ju- he looks eerily similar to John Quincy Adams, does he? Not? He actually does. Now that it's, I think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Bringing that, that in. Yeah. I'll, I'll think. I about had to time. get John Quincy in there somehow. You know? Yeah. He's a Christmas guy. <laughs> and, and you know, even a Wonderful Life and some even the, the little cartoons we watched as children. Um, you think about it like, boy, those were really nice. You know, bringing in the Christmas mood. And then you realize, wait a minute, Christ wasn't mentioned in any of those. They were right. nice stories. It, it, wonderful little stories, mm-hmm. um, heartwarming, but when it comes down to it, is it just distraction? Like it takes us away from the reason for the season. That's right, and, and and there is a reason for the season, and so that's you know that's something that I think that we do need to remember is that Christmas for the Christian, well, and really it should be for everybody, but mm-hmm. for the Christian especially, it's it's not about. Um, parties, and it's not even about, you know, that Christmas list of what you're going to get, and it's not about traditions, although you might have, if you've been good, you might have a list, or, or not a list, but you might have presents, and you mm-hmm. might have a Christmas list, and you might have parties, and you might have family getting together. And that's, that's the thing, like, Thanksgiving, it's all about families getting together and eating, and Christmas is all about families getting together. Well, that's nice for families to get together, but once you get together, what's the topic? Right, exactly. It's, it's supposed to be about Christ, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, that's, that's something that is, uh, needs to be remembered as we go through the Christmas season is that it is about Christ. And, you know, one thing I've always thought about, and I've actually used this quite a bit in my own life, uh, in, in personal evangelism is that Christmas season is a great way to tell someone about Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody, so we, we're in Iowa now we're the fourth least biblically minded area in the nation. In this part of Iowa. Yeah, in this part of Iowa. Mm-hmm. And with that, though, we're still in the Midwest, and so there is really still a family feel in this area. It's kind of weird that we're so bi- unbiblically minded, but mm-hmm. there's still this this kind of nice Midwestern family feel here in Iowa. And with that, people don't really say happy holidays. Some people do, but most of it still is Merry Christmas. Yeah. And anytime somebody tells you Merry Christmas, it's an opportunity to share Christ with them. Mm-hmm. To think about, yeah, what, 
you know, in this time of year, I especially like reading Luke chapter two. Now, Luke mm-hmm. chapter one's good because it's that's the stuff that we oftentimes forget about. Right. That build up. In fact, your sermon last Sunday was in first chapter of Luke, but the second chapter of Luke is actually the Christmas story. So, so now Mary is ready mm-hmm. to give birth. The decree goes. So, I just that is so traditional with me. I think I right. get a little goosebumps thinking about it. But that's a wonderful thing to read. If you haven't read it in a while, please do. Again, read. Luke chapter two. Read Luke, read chapter one too. We got a few days for Christmas, at least at where we're sitting right now at the podcast. Yeah. But you you can read two chapters too. God doesn't say you only have to read one chapter. You can read chapter one and chapter two if you so desire. You can read two chapters by or more. And if you get carried away, go ahead and read chapter three too. Yeah, it's 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 wonderful. But that story, um, it just really it's kind of visual for me, but it, yeah. it speaks to you. And that was the first Christmas. That was God's gift of His Son to us giving us the gift of salvation, of forgiveness for our sins. And without the gift, we don't have Easter. We don't we don't have anything to look forward to. Right. And, you know, Christmas and the cross and, of course, the resurrection, the, li- the earthly life, the physical life of Christ uh, mm-hmm. here on this earth, um, that was the pinnacle of history. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have A.D. in the days of our Lord, a, a I think I can't remember what the Latin words are there. Uh, Domingo or something like that. Yeah, so, it, something like that. Like. Uh, and, and BC, that one's a lot easier. Before Christ, mm-hmm. um, before the incarnation, and then after the incarnation is it, what our, our whole calendar is based upon. And I know there's probably three. It's probably three years off, is what historians go and say. But they'll say, yeah. yeah. But we'll... uh, but uh, that's neither here nor there. The you know one thing I was thinking about, and actually I taught on this last night. Uh, at least at the time of this recording, as mentioned, um, uh, for our children's ministry, is I, I went through creation, and mm-hmm. then I went through the fall of man, and then I talked about the curses. And one of the curses is uh, that the serpent, he will have his head crushed. He'll bruise the heel of the seed of woman, and uh, he'll have his head crushed by that seed. And I went and I told the kids, you know, this is a prophecy. And I asked them if they knew what that was, and they didn't. Um, so it was kind of fun to explain that to yeah. them. And to tell them, though, this is a prophecy of Christ coming. And I told them, you know, it's Christmas season. This is what Christmas is really about, is Christ coming to save us from our sin. Yeah, it isn't that a wonderful thing? You know, in the, you've seen different productions where they portray that night, and it kind of all coalesces in my mind, and, and you think how much... How much fun would it have been, knowing what we know now, to, to actually have seen that? And now these guys, the shepherds, angels appeared to them and told them what was going on. So that would be pretty spectacular to see that. Yeah. And uh, so, but yeah, that it's it's pretty awe-inspiring to think about that. 2,000 years ago that this happened on our behalf, and, and everybody since that time on their behalf, coming forward till today, on your behalf, that Christ came. God became flesh that we might be saved. Right. And, you know, this is our, our first ever Christmas episode because I don't think we did one last year. I don't think we did. And so this I don't is... I why. But, you know, if you want to double check our work on that, you can visit theshininglightministries.com and you can see all of our uh, podcasts there and you can see if we did a Christmas one last year or not. I don't think we did. I don't think we did. Uh, but you can find our Thanksgiving one we did last year. That was that was a really good one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as we're talking about this idea of Christmas and, and once again, 
theshininglightministries.com. That's where you can find wonderful Christmas presents by going to our store and uh, getting either an apostate tears water bottle or a Primer on Islam DVD or a Primer on, or excuse me, a uh, Was America Founded as a Christian Nation uh, DVD or the Twin Pack. You can find all those on there, all kinds of stuff at theshininglightministries.com. I think I pubbed it enough there, don't you? Yeah, and it, like Cyber Monday was just the other day, so we'll go ahead and make it Cyber Monday while you're watching this. So Sure, why not? <laughs> Cyber Monday wherever you're yeah, at. Yeah, I'll, I'll go and put a slash through that and say it was $45 before and now it's $25. No problem. Actually pumping the price up but making you think you've got a good deal. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's that commercialization I was just talking about. There we go. Put your hat back on when you're talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> But wait, there's more. Oh, uh, so it, yeah, maybe we should edit that out. Maybe not. But yeah, we'll leave it in there. You know, thinking about uh, <laughs> Christmas, that gets me thinking. What are some of your favorite Christmas memories? Yeah, well, that's that's actually interesting. You know, I remember as a kid, in my mind, I can see some of the Christmas presents that were under the tree at the time. Like the, one year, it was the big GI Joes. So were the oh. big boxes, and with a kid, like, bigger is better, and I remember that. In fact, it was so big that the wrapping paper that my folks had didn't cover it, so my mom used aluminum foil on the ends, you know, so it was, I, I remember that distinctly, that it was aluminum foil. There. Space G.I. Joe. Yeah, it was, it was good stuff. And uh, so, so that was one year. I can remember some, some Christmases overseas, too. Those stand out in my mind uh, in the DFAC. Everybody's away from home, so we're all in there having a good meal on military base. And that, that's some pretty neat memories, too, because uh, they really kind of go all out to make it more homey for you at Christmas. And uh, that, that was neat. So, and you're there with those guys and, and, and gals that are also waiting home. So that's kind of special, too. But maybe one of my fondest memories is something that's not really pleasant. Really? Um, yeah. Because that's, that's not normally what we think of What would Christmas stand out is, for you. Yeah. But, so one year I was out Christmas shopping on, on Christmas Eve. Because uh, that's what men do. We yeah. shop on Christmas Eve. Uh, I, I was actually, <laughs> yeah. This, this was actually during the day, too, even. Um, and stopped to get someplace, some, went someplace to eat and, and got food poisoning Ooh. That, that evening. So around about early Christmas Can morning. Can you eat what you ate before, or is it one of those things? that? Like, no, that, that one doesn't bother me. Now, there's one time I got sick off of a root beer float. And I, I, no, I don't want root beer floats ever again. Now, you still like ice cream, and you still so, like root beer, right? Yeah, but, but not together. Not together. I'll, okay. I'll still have them, but, but not together. So I got sick, and I think it was off barbecue. I still love barbecue. Oh, yeah, well, I'm, that's I'm still not gonna, I mean, it must have been St. Louis barbecue. In Kansas City, yeah. Yeah, so, that's why it was food poisoning. That, that must have, be. Must have got tried the St. Louis me. spare ribs or something. Yeah. So um, around about 3 in the morning, I start what you do with food poisoning. You start throwing up. and, and uh, So I won't go into the details, but I'm a pretty violent vomiter when I do that. So, um, you know, and you feel better like, oh, it's Christmas morning. It's coming. I, I feel better now. And then you end up throwing up again. So I did that, and it was time to actually get up and, and go what would have been our scheduled day. Going around, we had some family to visit one place, family to visit another place. Usually I went three different places on Christmas at the time. So um, I, I told the wife, I said, I'm not going to be able to I'm not gonna be able to go. I, I, can, I can't hardly get off this couch, and what I do is to run to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. and, and you don't have any, you know what it's like to be that sick. So you're going to have to do this today without me. I'm just not going to be able to, to go. And, and, of course, she knew that was the case, how sick I was. So 
Um, no, nobody wanted you to come to that. No, yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, you're just yeah. going to be miserable and, and making somebody else miserable. So, um, uh, we had the Christmas tree up, and I was laying on the couch in the living room facing the Christmas tree, and the lights were on, and the house was quiet now. So I have time now to think about, you know, you went, well, I'm going to miss everything. I wasn't thinking about what I was missing. I was thinking about Christmas's past. And quickly, though, I came to a realization of what does Christmas mean? Hmm. What's the purpose? Uh, uh, you know, it's in the Bible. Why? And I was able to lay there and think about Jesus coming and God. And it was a special time that I took time on Christmas. Had I been healthy, I wouldn't have taken the time. Mm-hmm. So I've been distracted. Yeah, and you're running around, and sometimes we just need to stop and take that time. And it was just me there, just me by myself. House was quiet. I wasn't worried about eating. I didn't want to eat at that moment, you know. I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't worry about feeding me. And, and I mean, I, uh, let me. T- you must have been really sick. If you well, I eat, about yeah, eating, and I know? wasn't thinking about eating, but you have to stay hydrated. I, I think I had some Gatorade, so I'm, you know, that, you're throwing that up to a little bit. <laughs> but so you kind of fall asleep on the couch, and you wake up, and there's the tree again, and the reminder that it's Christmas. And you're thinking about Jesus, and you're thinking about Him coming. And it was a special day for me to do that. And I'd fall back asleep and wake back up. And it sounds odd, maybe, that you're that sick and you're looking at that as one of your better Christmases. But I, God really communicated and communed with me in my heart about Christmas and Christ and, and what it meant, really. And then I understood what it meant to me mm-hmm. and what it means to the world. And um, as a bonus... I wasn't able to go out, right? I thought, well, I just, I won't see anybody. My family came over to see me, and that was pretty touchy. That's pretty They cool. came to see me, mm-hmm. and they took out of their day to come see me. And that, that was that was wonderful, and I'm still appreciative of that. My, my mom and dad, my sister, my brother, they all came over and saw me. And, and not looking at my best, but of course my best is not that good anyway. But, um, you know, sick on the couch, and, and but having contemplated that, and now now my family comes over. And so that was, as, as odd as that may sound to some people, that was a very, very good Christmas in retrospect. That's, that's a, you know, not the story that you think of when you think of Christmas. No, not food, not starting off with food poisoning. Well, Lord's going to bless me with food poisoning this Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah nobody I hope he doesn't that. bless you that way, but right. you do have the choice, whether it's Christmas Eve or late that night or, or whenever, to contemplate and think about who God is, who Jesus is, what that gift means to you. And and it can be as special to you as it was for me and hopefully not under the trying circumstances that I was under. But, um, yeah, that was... that was yeah. you, you know, not that you were running from God or anything like that, but I, it just kind of sparked in me the, the idea of Jonah. You know, Jonah preached one sermon. And I've never done this here. Preached a sermon that a whole town mm-hmm. repents. Okay, I've never done that. I preached a lot mean, of sermons and, and never had that happen. That would be pretty neat. Uh, but yet he did that, and yet he was more miserable at that time than he was in the belly of the fish. He was more thankful in the belly of the fish. Mm-hmm. And that's because our circumstances shouldn't dictate our blessings. Yep. Our, our circumstances can be blessings. I understand. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. But you can be blessed even <clears throat> if your circumstances are not ideal. And... It sounds like that's exactly what you're talking about there. And in I that was Christmas blessing. And, and as we, as we, you know, the Christmas season once again, everybody's kind of happier and all this sort of thing. But we need to realize Christmas and Christ is not just for a season. The gift right. that He gave us last year around, if we could keep what's called the Christmas spirit, and we should as Christians, all the time, because not only is the gift been given, 
the gift of eternal life awaits us. Now, if you're a Christian, that's mm -hmm. what awaits us. If you're not a Christian, our hearts plead with you, and we plead with you that that's something that you need to do. And if you are a Christian and, and life's not been, um, you've been struggling in your, in your walk, um, you need to really maybe focus and, and say, Lord, I, I've been going down the, doing my own thing. I'm, I know where that goes, and it's unsatisfying. Right. Lord, I want to commit to you. I, I, I want to see the goodness. The Bible says the mind is not seen or the heart or something along these lines. Heart conceived, the mind eye is not seen what the Lord has prepared for those that love him. Mm -hmm. And we can't even contemplate that, but it, yeah. Christmas we should be thinking about this. Right, and, and you know, the reason for the season is Christ, but Christ came for a purpose, and that was mm -hmm. to die on the cross to save us from our sin. And that's so important to understand. He died for a reason, and that reason is to save us from our sin. And of course, he was buried, and he rose again on the third day to provide a way of salvation so that we could mm -hmm. be saved. And that's really what Christmas is about. It's not even just about a baby being born, but it is about a Savior who has come to redeem mankind. But do I need redemption? I'm a pretty good guy, Pastor Sam. I do. I, I mean, I don't. I'm not as bad as a lot of people. You, you know, one of my favorite stories. Oh, can I go? I can go to heaven. Or I'll come. With, okay. You, you know, one of my favorite commercialized stories. Okay. Co commercialized now. Okay. Put that hat back on. Here we go. You look good in that. One of my favorite commercialized stories here. I think I might have put it on backwards. I'm not sure. Well, you got the you got the antlers up front there. Maybe so. I had it on backwards to begin with. I don't know. Okay. But uh, is the story not just of Santa Claus, but a, specifically of his brother, Krempus Claus. <laughs> now, I, I won't get into a whole lot of detail about Krempus. Um, I I like it because we, we I never grew up celebrating Santa Claus, so I just like to kind of make jokes of it when people go and do the whole big Santa Claus thing. You know, my sister was the one who had uh, my cousins crying because, you know, she told them that Santa Claus didn't exist. I, I did a better job of faking it, but I can't ever remember believing in Santa Claus. But Krempus Claus... He was the one who had the naughty list. He would come, and instead of going down the chimney, he would go up the chimney, but he would take the kids with, instead of bringing presents in a bag, he would take the naughty kids in his bag, and he'd go eat them uh, on winter solstice. Now, that's very pagan in idea and everything like that. Yeah, but, the pagans do kind of like that part of the, the yeah. myth. But it's a myth and uh, not, not real and everything like that. And I, I don't really suggest that you uh, tell your children the story of Krempus Claus. But I hadn't heard about Krempus actually until recent years. I didn't. <laughs> you know, if you're going to tell your kid about a clause, though, Krempus seems a lot more logical to tell them about because that actually pushes them to do good, uh, you know, out of fear. Which is really funny when you analyze it that, that Santa Claus brings kids to toys just to the good kids and the bad kids, Krempus Claus. You're going, I know a lot of, practically every kid gets the toys. Like, all you kids couldn't have been good. Right. And there'd be a bunch, from right. my experience, there'd have been a bunch of them missing, and probably me too, with, with Krempus Claus. <laughs> yeah. So. But, but what I was getting at with that story oh, okay. is, is the bad news, or the, or the bad news there uh, is that, you know, just like you're saying, all of us would be on the bad list. We'd be of on God. the Krempus, yeah. And we'd be on. So uh, on the God's answer to my question list. is, I'm a good guy, but that's not enough, is it? That's not enough. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. Okay. And, and that was probably about the worst way somebody could have explained that. And so please don't hold my feet to the fire too bad. <laughs> in keeping with the Christmas season. Uh, keeping with the Christmas season. <laughs> you know, um, I, I got to say, my favorite Christmas memory, you know. I hope it didn't involve food poisoning. It did not involve food poisoning. Okay, good. I'm liking it already. Um, 
I'm trying to think. I think I might have gotten food poisoning around Christmas once, but uh, but uh, that was not like, Christmas yeah. without food poisoning. If yeah. you haven't experienced it yet, you got to try it. But. Um, my favorite Christmas memory is my grandma would come over early in the morning. Now, when I say early in the morning, I mean early. I mean three or four in the morning. That's way too early. And she would come over. And she would, would get us up, uh, me and, and then when my sister came along, she's 10 years younger than me, uh, get us up and we would go downstairs and, and we'd have Christmas that early in the morning, which was really cool because, you know, by the time about everybody else was like waking up, we'd already gotten our Christmas done and I've already played with my toys and things like that as a Why kid. Why did Grandma come over so early though? I don't really know why she did. She just okay. was excited. But that didn't start. Until she accepted Christ as her Savior, she see she got really? saved uh, at a at a later year, and and that okay. really didn't start until after she accepted Christ as her Savior. And uh, her testimony is incredible. I don't quite have time to go into all of it, but the transformation was incredible. Um, and she she lived in such a way that when you would tell people her testimony, people wouldn't believe who she was before mm. because she became one of the most hospitable people. She became somebody who was full of joy and excitement. She was still pretty ornery. But uh, <laughs> but but she did have the joy of the Lord in her, and there was no doubt about that. And so that that's uh, you know my, my favorite Christmas memory, and kind of on a funny note, um, you're a little groggy when you wake up that early. I, I was. I, when I wake up, uh, I'm up. Yeah. But most people aren't that way. And my dad is one of those people who he's not that way. He's a little groggy. Most people are. And he uh, uh, went to go boil some eggs, you know, while we're, we're getting ready to, to start all the Christmas festivities and everything like that. And all of a sudden, we start smelling a weird smell. Well, he had forgotten about the eggs, and he uh -huh. let them boil for so long that they boiled all the way down, boiled the water out, and burnt the eggs. Burnt, boiled eggs. eggs yeah. I mean... I, well, I don't know if anybody else has got one of those kind of stories of burning boiled eggs. Uh -uh. But when you wake up at 3 in the morning to do Christmas, it's likely for it to happen. Burnt boiled eggs. So, so I don't know where to go from there, but that's, that's theshininglightministries.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so I'm not good enough that I need a Savior. But what about this? Did Jesus come and, I mean, what, what about somebody that's that's done what they feel is just some terrible things, just the unforgivable things? They Did Jesus mm. die for that person too? You know, he did. Did he come for that person? He did, yeah. He, he actually came for that person. Yeah, you know, it, it tells us in 1 John 2, 2, uh -huh. that Christ is the propitiation for our sins, and not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. So nobody's special, in, no matter how wicked a life they've led prior, that, that God still offers that gift of salvation to that wicked person? That's right. Because I know there's people that are hung up on this, actually. The yeah. guilt that I, God right. God can't save me. You, you don't understand, you know, if you talk to you, you don't understand what I've done. You don't right. understand the, 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 the bad things I've done. God, I mean, God can't, he wouldn't love me. Who, who could love me doing the terrible things I've done? Are you telling me that Christ came for that person as well? He, he did. In fact, uh, it says in, in Hebrews 7.25 that he is able to save to the uttermost. And, and, you know, what an incredible thing. And, you know, bringing that up, that does remind me of my grandma because um, before she was saved, uh, she was she was into witchcraft. She was a witch uh, in, in that sense and, and held seances and, and cursed people, mm -hmm. um, had death curses on people. Uh, she also in kind of a, uh, it, it's funny to think about. It's definitely not funny to do. 
Right. Don't do it. Dangerous stuff. Yeah. Um, but one time she got pulled over for speeding. I don't know if I've told you this story or not. I think I have heard this okay. story. Okay. She got pulled over for speeding, and she, you know, the officer comes over, driver's license, registration, and she acts like she can't hear him. Mm-hmm. She says, what? Huh? I can't hear you. Officer gets a little frustrated with it, and he sticks his head through a window. And she goes and rolls his head up in the window, starts revving the engine, and says, I'm not going to get a ticket in my officer. Now, she did it twice. She was not allowed to go into North Dakota because of this. Um, but she didn't get a ticket either time, just to say. <laughs> Banished, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They, they escorted her out of that state and said, do not come back. Um, and, you know, I don't say that. It, it's funny, but don't do it, first of all. But Christ saved her when she accepted him as her Savior. So with this in mind, maybe this Christmas you can look at it a little differently. The gift of this Christmas. If you're a person that's been holding on to something that you think you're so bad that got, that you can't be redeemed, that you're beyond that. I, you may be thinking, well, I, I've, I've stolen. Uh, I've, I've, I've committed adultery. I've blasphemed the name of the Lord. I've, I've cheated people. Um, I've done all manner of, of terrible things. I've, uh, you know, I've broken all the Ten Commandments, if you will. And so God can't possibly forgive me. The gift of this Christmas season that we want you to know right now is those sins can be forgiven and your slate wiped clean. That God loves you enough. He sent a son. And we celebrate that now. The mm-hmm. son that died on the cross, as Sam said, for your sins. That's right. And he knew when he died on the cross, every sin that you would commit. And you think you've, there's people who have done even if you can believe it, worse than you. And every person, every sin that's been committed, no matter how heinous, it's a forgivable sin if you would but understand your place before God. And you obviously do if you think that God can't forgive me of my sins. You don't understand God, though, and you don't understand the bounty of His love, mercy, and grace, that if you believe on His Son, Jesus, that you too can be saved in this Christmas season you can experience that joy of that gift that God gave 2,000 years ago. And maybe it's just now you're realizing that gift was for you. Right. And, you know, I think of uh, John Wesley, and he was a prolific hymn writer. And one of the hymns they wrote was, Oh, for a Thousand Tongues to Sing. That's a good song. And, you know, this one, this verse isn't in our hymnal, and it's it's not a commonly known one, but I found it on the Internet. and, you know, Abraham Lincoln says everything you find on the Internet must be true. No. If he uh, said on the Internet, I believe it. Yeah. But, but I found this verse, and it's always stuck with me. It goes, Harlots and publicans and thieves and holy triumph join. Saved is the sinner that believes from crimes as great as mine. That's awesome. Yeah. And realize, once God forgives you, whatever you identified yourself with, if you identified yourself with a sin, you no longer have to do so. That sin has been forgiven. And now you look for the transformation in your heart. If you'll open your heart up, God can take you away from those sins and temptations. Do we still have the, the lure of the flesh as Christians? Yes. Absolutely. It still wars against us. But sin no longer has the power and the authority over us that it once did. Nor do we have to pay the penalty for those sins. God takes that away. But we have the power. The closer we stay to Christ, I know the farther sin stays away. We wander away from Christ even as a Christian. We start to wander back into those temptations and things again. So it's best for us to read our Bibles, pray, and contemplate the good things of, of God for us. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of this Christmas season, and what we've talked about so far in this podcast is, is we, we've covered a lot of ground, but we think about, I don't know what your circumstances this Christmas season, because, you know, 
Christmas seasons for a lot of people, it's it's tough. Maybe they're about to lose some family. Maybe they yeah. just lost some family. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe you just lost your job. Um, I, I don't know what's going on. Or, or maybe a relationship change. Maybe a marriage is, is completely gone now or or a relationship with a, a sibling or a friend or something. Something is severed and you're hurting. And one thing I want to remind you of is that your Christmas doesn't need to be ruined because of those bad things that happen because Christmas wasn't about those things anyway. Christmas wasn't about that loved one. We might like to get together with our loved ones. Christmas wasn't about the material things that you wish you could buy or you wish you were receiving or you wish you could even give somebody, you know, like an apostate tears water bottle from the shininglightministries.com. That was good. What? Well, yeah, now it's hard to get back to serious mode now. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, Christmas is about Christ. And even if you have food poisoning and yeah, you're sitting there yeah. on the couch, yep. you can stop and think about Christ, remember him, and be thankful for this Christmas season. Which, you know, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving comes in November, but really we should be most thankful when it comes to Christmas. Yeah, and, and thankful every day. Um, we're sitting in a room that it's kind of cool outside, but we have electricity. And, uh, the things we take for granted sometimes, mm-hmm. and we're like they're an entitlement yeah. to us. In other parts of the world, this is a luxurious place right here. Out of the wind, out of the weather. Um, if you have food in your refrigerator, these are luxuries. We should not take for granted those things that a lot of people are in want of, just because we are used to them. Right. So it might sound a little bit cliche, but what we want you to do as remember the reason for the season, and that's Christ. For the Shining Light Podcast, this is Pastor Sam. And Patrick, no compromise with evil Wyatt. Have a great day. And you hear him talking about evolution.